welcome to the H&H Hour podcast. My name is Heidi Bolt, and I'm one of your hosts sitting here with my best friend, my sister, Heather Taves. She is my co-host. Hi, Heather. Hi, good morning. Good morning. So most of the children in our city have gone back to school today. Yes, my Instagram feed was flooded with back-to-school pictures, which I love it. Yes. I love to see that every year, just moms just being like, here are my, or dads, I guess dads do it too, but here are my kids and here are their grades. Yeah. I have been so encouraged. I feel like some years there's so much negativity surrounding like, I can't wait to get my kids back to school. Oh yeah. I feel like this year has been different. Um, at least for the people I follow Mm -hmm. anyway, I've just seen a positivity, you know, about, Oh, summer's been so great. I'm going to miss my kids Mm -hmm. so much, or my littles are going to miss my big kids. Mm -hmm. And I've loved kind of seeing that shift. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe it was just my perspective. But I felt like there was a positivity about not wanting to just push their kids out the door. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. That's good. Yeah, we've still got a couple of weeks before we kick off school. Yeah, and then we don't get to send our kids away or choose. To <laughs> yeah. send I don't know. I don't know what the right term for that is. We but. get to hang out with those babies all <laughs> we day. We spend even more time with them. We do. We do. It's fun though. It is fun. So, I'm excited for our guest today, Heather. I am too. So she's a new friend. She is, and she's a listener of mm-hmm. the podcast. Which I always love to be able to connect face to face with listeners mm-hmm. because it's um, it makes the reason for doing this so real. It makes it feel like we're not just talking to a microphone. So true. Because sometimes do you ever feel that way, Heidi? We're like we're just talking to this microphone. Yeah, it's a good thing we have each other because otherwise I don't think we could do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aww. So this is our sweet friend Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hello. Welcome to the H and H Hour. We are so happy to have you. It is great to be here. After listening for so long, um, it's great to meet you both. So how did you find the H&H Hour podcast? Um, Actually, my daughter. She is a big podcast listener. So she one day said, Mom, I've got this podcast I listen to, and I know you would love it. So she is the one that got me on board. And um, so now I am a faithful listener. Oh, I love (laughs) that. And I love too that it was your daughter's a young adult. Yes. And I love that it's reaching women and men of all ages. Oh, it covers across the board. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting because when we started this, you know, we're moms and I, I think we initially thought like it'll be a mom podcast. I don't, we never said that really, but yeah. I think it maybe was just assumed. And our mm-hmm. husbands both said, don't box yourself in. Yeah. Like don't just speak to a small audience because what you have to share and what your guests have to share can reach across gender and, and generations. generations. Yeah. So yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah. Well, shout yeah. out to your daughter. Yes. Thanks for passing yes. the word along. Yes. yes. That's awesome. <laughs> so great. Okay. So Lisa, you reached out to us to share your story and as a listener, and you said, mm-hmm. Hey, I listened to, and you named off several episodes that you had listened to from previous guests and mm-hmm. how their stories had really touched your heart. And then you shared your story with us, which we're going to get into in a little bit. Um, but before we do that, could you share with our listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, my name is Lisa Knobloch, and um, I am 51 years old, and I um, have four children, um, grown children, and um, I am a florist, and I worked in the florist industry for about 14 years, um, and then at that point was just felt led to give that up, which was a very hard decision and part of my story. Mm-hmm. But um, then God opened doors and I am now a wedding and event florist and I do this out of my home. Wow. And um, 
I have the best of both worlds. I get to work with flowers and get to be at home too. So yeah. That's um, pretty awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Okay. Yeah. On a very superficial note, uh-huh. cause I want to talk about all that cool God stuff in a second, but you don't look 50 more. <laughs> you look like you're in your thirties. <laughs> Tell us all the secrets. Oh. I, I mean, you're so beautiful and your skin is perfect. Oh. And I want to know all the secrets. No. Genetics, maybe. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. I would never guess that you have four grown children. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Um, no, it was a journey to that. And that is mm. my story, but yeah. Yeah. I love my kids. They are amazing. And, um, Adult children are awesome. <laughs> oh, I love that. hearing I that. I love that. I yeah. love that so much. Yeah. Okay, so since you're a listener, you know this question is coming. Um, what do you think about yourself is ordinary? Everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was a small town girl that married a small town boy. Um, you know, moved to a different... I was raised in Indiana, so okay. I moved, you know, away from my home and... Um, I was a stay-at-home mom and um, just all those things in ordinary life. Laundry and dishes and Laundry and dishes <laughs> and schedules and, yeah. you know, the same things that everyone else deals mm-hmm. with. Yeah. And um, I can I can relate to being ordinary very, mm-hmm. very easily. We yeah. hear that. We hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People feel like it seems like everything feels ordinary. Mm-hmm. But ordinary isn't negative. No. It's at not. all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. It's not. It's, right. It's good to be ordinary. But don't you think that sometimes our world has made it mm, a negative? Definitely. And yeah. I, I think that's what the whole point of this show, this is where it stemmed from, is yeah. like we, we feel like our lives are ordinary, but yeah. that they're beautiful and they're yeah. amazing and we all it have is. stories. And yeah. We all feel like we have to attain something, mm-hmm. a certain level or a certain goal before we've arrived. Yes. Or, you know, and that's that's not how it is. Yes. You know? yeah. Oh, I love that answer. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So what... About your life is extraordinary. Everything. (laughs) The same answer, you know. Um, I feel like um, Jesus, number one, Mm -hmm. is what makes me extraordinary um, because um, I'm a sinner saved by grace. And um, I screw up all the time. Um, I, you know, have to go back and say, forgive me, Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to make this right. And with raising my kids, you know. It was, um, I remember that point of thinking, oh man, you know, I wish I had it together like my parents, you know, Mm -hmm. when new things would arise or I would have different, um, different decisions with my kids. And, and then one day I was like, wait a minute, you know, they did not have it all together. I don't have it together. They didn't. And, you know, it's, it's a learning process. And, and, um, was that pretty far into your parenting um, when you discovered that? I think it was during those teenage years when okay. everything started changing and, yeah. you know, I kind of started thinking back how they dealt with things and, you know, just for me, um, my life was extraordinary just even being a mom, mm-hmm. just because of the journey that I was on to get to that point. So mm-hmm. did yeah. you, ha- yeah. And I can't wait to talk about that. That's yeah. going to be such a good story for so many people. Um, did you have a favorite season with your kids? Um, I am a newborn. You fanatic. are. Yes. Um, my oldest son, they are due with a baby September 25th. They have two adorable little girls um, that I love. Um, grandma is just a whole new phase that is amazing. I remember when Paisley, our oldest granddaughter, was born 
And I thought, oh, these grandparents, they just, um, you know, they just swoon over these babies and, you know, they just act like it's the most wonderful thing. What if I'm not a good grandma? And, you know, you just think, you know, um, will I connect? Will I bond? You know, and... Is there a book on how to swoon? I don't know. But I remember setting foot in that hospital and looking down at that baby and it's just like love at first sight and there's no question. So grandmahood is... um, it's the best. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. You love my mom. She's the same. Yeah. She yes. just yeah. thrives. Yeah. Yeah. And and she loves the baby stage too. That, yeah, I do. I stage. love that newborn stage, mm-hmm. but um, every stage has its has its wonderful points. And yeah. Uh, well, and, we're coming up on teenage years in yeah. my house. So and I might be those calling were you. fun. Those <laughs> were fun years. Hectic years. Yeah. Um, but fun. Yeah. What was your age span from oldest to youngest? Um, our oldest. Um, he will be 30 this year. Okay. And our youngest 21. So, okay. so nine years. Yeah, nine years. Yeah. yeah. Four kids in nine years, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I had all my all my kids by the time I was 30. So yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's dig into that story because this is really <laughs> okay. what you reached yes, out to definitely, us. About. Definitely. Definitely. Um, and I you reached out to us and to share your story. Um and you talked about the process of having your own babies and that journey and what you went through to have your babies. Would you tell us that story? Sure. You know, I was listening to your podcast one day and, um, it was a story of someone who had gone through something similar, you know, and it was, um, miscarriages and, um, a struggle to have those babies. And, um, I got into a conversation with my daughter, and I just was sharing with her how, you know, even though it's been so many years, you hear that story, and those emotions and those feelings just flood back, yeah. and, you know, that just never goes away, and um, my heart just goes out to women that are struggling with that, and mm-hmm. and um, so we were talking about that podcast, and um, she, Alicia, encouraged me. She said, Mom, I think you need to just... Um, message them and tell them they like to hear feedback. And, you know, so that initially was my, um, my purpose in that just to say, thank you for what you're doing. Um, your podcast makes a difference and, um, not at all thinking you would ask me to be a guest. So, um, this is way out of my box and not, you know, but I have learned that God does not work in a box and no, no. And, um, so when you first contacted me, my first response was, um, let me pray about that. Yeah, and I'm thinking, yeah. how can I get out of this? You're thinking, hopefully God says, no, girl, you don't have to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, you know, as I took time and prayed, different things happened that God just definitely said, you know, um, you need to share. So, so that is, um, what brings me here today. But, um, I was married really, really young. I was married at 18. Um, it was actually, um, kind of the middle of my senior year of high school. I graduated midterm and I know my kids were like, mom, what were you thinking? (laughs) I wasn't. (laughs) And my motto became do as I say, not as I did. (laughs) Although I wouldn't change anything about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's what God's plan was for my life. Mm -hmm. But, um, so I got married young, um, had older siblings there. I had three older sisters and between, I'm the youngest and between my oldest sister and I, um, there is like 16 years. So they had the three girls an eight year span 
and then had my brother and I. So, wow. so I had watched them, you know, have their families get married and have these babies. And um, if you would have asked me, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? My answer would have been a mom. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, um, you know, I went into marriage with just you know, okay, the next stage will be having babies and raising our family and excited for that. And, um, you know, after about a year, when we decided to think about starting a family, um, it just did not happen like that. Mm -hmm. You know, it went month after month after month, and I did not get pregnant. And um, I, you know, started doing some doctoring a little bit. And, um, then finally, um, I, you know, did get pregnant and we were so excited and mm-hmm. ready to, um, just start that next mm-hmm. phase of life. And, um, about nine weeks into the pregnancy, I started spotting mm-hmm. and cramping and, um, I, uh, went into the doctor and they told me, you know, you're miscarrying mm-hmm. and what to expect. And I went home and they had, you know, assured me that this is not uncommon when you um, have a first pregnancy that you miscarry and that next time everything should go, you know, just go fine. And so um, a few months later, I got pregnant again and, um, you know, we prayed, prayed, prayed that everything would go okay. And about nine weeks again, um, I started spotting and cramping and um, lost that baby also. So, um, at that time, um, they really did not do further testing right. till you had about three miscarriages. I don't know if that's changed now, but um, I know my daughter, um, her doctors, because they knew I had those issues, mm-hmm. um, were more proactive with her. Mm-hmm. And and but you know none of my sisters had ever experienced anything like that, mm-hmm. and so. Did you, you know, have it anyone was all, around you that had experienced You know, at the time, I felt very alone yeah. in that. Yeah. Um, but um, as as it went on, there was a sweet lady at church that came up to me and said, I just want you to know that I was where you were mm. once. And she, at the time, had four boys. Mm-hmm. And so that was just kind of that hope that I needed. Yeah to encourage me that there was light at the end of this tunnel, that this didn't mean that I would never have children. Mm -hmm. But at the time, that's how I felt. You know, I Mm -hmm. thought this dream is just never going to be fulfilled. So um, after the second miscarriage, then um, we um, had several months of trying again, and I got pregnant again. And um, through that pregnancy, I just prayed that God would provide and... um, one morning I got up and was, um, just needed to be in the word and just prayed that God would show me, um, just give me a peace, you know, Mm -hmm. that, um, in all this that we were going through. So I opened God's word and, um, read how the 15th day of the third month, you know, and it, it, it went on to tell the story and, my heart just stopped because that was my due date. And I thought, okay, God, um, you are in this. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to see me through this. And it just gave me a piece to go forward. Um, But that pregnancy was not meant to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, you know, that pregnancy ended in miscarriage. Mm -hmm. And I went through a time 
where I was angry. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't quite understand. I don't know if it's anger or confusion. Um, Cause that you felt I like felt that like, was a sign. Yeah. I yeah. felt like, okay, God, I just had that insurance from you yeah. and you know, what, what happened? And mm-hmm. it's one of those things that you never will know, mm-hmm. you know, what mm-hmm. God's purpose was in that, mm-hmm. you know, you know, God is faithful. Yeah. And, um, so, um, you know, after that third pregnancy, then we just started the testing and, um, that was just a whole journey of its own. And, um, seeing lots of doctors, um, both my husband and I, and, um, trying to find the answers. Mm-hmm. And what it ended up being was that my body did not produce progesterone. And um, that is what the baby lives off of those first yeah. few weeks till it gets its nourishment from the umbilical cord. And so um, um, that was a good fix since I didn't have to have surgery. Um, yeah. And we were able to move forward. And so um, with the fourth pregnancy, um, you know, there was a lot of apprehension, um, whether or not we would go through that same thing again. And mm-hmm. about nine weeks, I did start spotting and cramping. And, um, to me that meant miscarriage mm-hmm. yeah. and mm-hmm. I thought, here we go again. Yeah, how so, disheartening. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it was, it was. So I, um, went into the doctor, um, for the sonogram and the technician started doing the sono and, um, we, were carrying twins. Which you didn't know up no, to that point. No, we did not know. Yeah. That was, you know, we, we did not know. And um, one baby had died mm. and the other baby was still living. Mm. So um, as that pregnancy progressed, I was on bed rest for a while, but as it progressed then, um, as he grew, it just, you know, filled in and um, then you didn't realize that other sack was even there. Mm-hmm. But um so um, that was, um, you know, an uneventful pregnancy. I mm-hmm. carried the baby then full term. And then um, when we went to have the baby, I had gone through Lamaze and all the classes. And um, he was a very, he was a big baby, almost nine pounds <laughs> and um, a big head. <laughs> and um, he was face up instead of face down and <laughs> off to the side. So everything all that could things. have gone yeah. wrong did. Oh. But um um, I kept trying to go into labor and um, would not. Um, and so they said, we're going to have to take this baby by C-section. And at that point, I remember like crying and saying, but I took Lamaze classes and this isn't the way it's supposed to go. Yeah, and yeah. I remember mm-hmm. my husband looking at me and saying, you know what, um, it's a healthy baby. Mm-hmm. This baby needs to come out. Just yeah. be glad we have this option. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And so um, he that's, was delivered by C-section. That's hard as a mama, isn't it? When it you is. Have these expectations it is. Yeah, of, you do. Yeah, you yeah. do. And um, yeah, so many times we have to compare our stories to other people's and this is how it's supposed to be. Right. And yes. it, it's yeah. not. And yes. um, looking back, I'm just thankful there were options there. And yeah. um, and years ago, I would have died. Baby would have died. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, very yeah. thankful for that. Yeah. But so... Um, we had our first son, Devin, and um, when they laid that child in my arms, it was just the most amazing thing, and um, just just never thought that I would be there. Yeah. So, um, a feeling you'll never forget. Isn't no, it it, it, yeah. it is the most amazing <laughs> yeah. feeling. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. so then, um, since it took us so long 
to have the first baby, we thought, well, you know, we better not wait too long. And um, I got pregnant the first month. <laughs> and um, that pregnancy went really, really good. Um, I ended up having a VBAC and um, had that baby natural. And um, then we went on to have our third, third, and um, it was a girl. And um, then after that pregnancy, um, she was about three years old, and she had wanted us to have another child. Mm, and that sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, and she wanted a sister because she was being raised in a house of boys. <laughs> so, um, you know, we talked about having having um, number four, and um, I got pregnant, and we were so excited, and I got to month number three, and um, we were ready to announce that and um, announced our pregnancy, and she um, had already determined, even though we didn't know, she had determined it was going to be a girl, and <laughs> we are going to name this baby Grace. <laughs> so um, I went in for a normal routine sonogram. And um, we were so excited, and um, they started doing the sonogram, and immediately I could tell that yeah. just something wasn't right. You the just know, don't you? Yeah, yeah. the technician, her um, disposition, and um, I started looking at the sono, and all at once I noticed there was no heartbeat, mm -hmm. and there was no movement. And um, I knew instantly that, yeah. you know, the baby was not alive, mm -hmm. and so... Um, they confirmed that, that the, the baby had died and um, that I was going to have to wait to go into labor. Mm. So it went probably a couple weeks. Mm, that's hard. Um, yeah, that um, I carried the baby and then um, my body went into the process of, of miscarrying that baby. And um, it was just a really hard time because... Yeah my children were so disappointed mm -hmm. and um, it was not only are you grieving, but um, helping them through that grief. Right. Yes. And she would go to church or anybody who would listen and say, our baby died. And, oh. you know, <laughs> and um, so, um, you know, after that, then um, it was about six months then, and I got pregnant again and we had our youngest son, Dylan. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that was not an easy pregnancy either. Mm -hmm. Um, we um, started into that pregnancy, and I started spotting, and mm -hmm. I went in, and he, um, there was actually like a sack of blood beside the baby's sack, mm -hmm. and um, went on bed rest, mm -hmm. and um, that, you know, I would have to be down, and if I'd get up for anything to use the restroom or anything, sometimes I'd just get like a gush of blood, mm -hmm. and um, I'd have to go in and they so do a sonogram, yeah, do a sonogram yeah. and um, make sure the baby, you know, was still alive. And so um, at that point, um, my husband was like, "We are done having babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We cannot because it, it was hard, yeah. you know, with having Little three littles, uh -huh. with um, being on bed rest, and um, so yeah, I think." goodness for friends and <laughs> family that help out. But um, so then um, that pregnancy progressed well, and we were able to have our fourth ch child then. But wow. um, it was definitely a journey. And um, when I hear of women going through that, my heart aches for them yeah. because um, 
you know, sometimes you get the response, oh, you can have another one, you know, yeah. and, um, or the, at least you've got healthy yeah, babies yeah, already. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But it, it's mm-hmm. hard no matter what stage you're at. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your attitude like as you're going through this? Cause Heidi and I have both been through miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And so we know the grieving side of it. Mm-hmm. We know that it, it feels like a loss of a child It does, and it, it is, it's hard to explain mm-hmm. to people because you haven't held that baby, mm-hmm. but your heart has. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we understand that grieving side of it, but what was your attitude of, you know, about it just walking through this? Were you despondent? Mm-hmm. Were you hopeful? Um, probably a little of every emotion, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. there were times I was hopeful and I would think, okay, I'm up for this. I can do this. Um, it's, it's going to be okay this time. And then when that one would end a mar- miscarriage again, mm-hmm. you know, I would be despondent. Yeah. And um, it's hard to look ahead and to envision that um, you'll have a positive outcome, yeah. you know, when um, time after time it ended in miscarriage. But, um, but, you know, now looking back, I just see where God was faithful yeah. continually. Mm-hmm. And that that is the the blessing of being able to look back, but it's hard when you're going through it. Yes. Yeah. Loss can be really hard on marriages. How did you and your husband navigate that? Um, you know, we definitely handled that differently. Mm -hmm. Um, um, I'm the more emotional one. He is the more, you know, and he was more the encourager. This is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that balance is, definitely needed Mm -hmm. when you're going through that. But, you know, they, um, come from a different aspect because they're not the one carrying the child and Mm -hmm. their, their body's not the one going through that, um, discomfort, the pain Mm -hmm. and the loss hormones hormones (laughs) and that, just that empty, I can't describe just that empty feeling of, Mm -hmm. um, knowing one day you are carrying Mm -hmm. a baby and the next day not. Yeah. Um, I don't, unless you've been through it, you really can't no, understand no, it. No, uh-uh, no. I think there are people who have longed for a baby and haven't been able to have a baby that mm-hmm. maybe have the same feeling for of sure. emptiness. Yes. Um, oh, definitely. It's that same longing and, mm-hmm. you know, that, yeah. you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's so hard. What about your, what about your heart towards God? What did that look like through all of this? Um, there were times I was angry. Yeah. But my faith was always built mm-hmm. on that rock, and I can't imagine going through that mm-hmm. without that rock mm-hmm. of, um, you know, I. it wasn't like I ever felt like God left me, mm-hmm. but that he was definitely by my side. Mm-hmm. And um, Did you grow up in a faith-based family, or yeah, is that something you yeah, found on yeah, your own? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, grew up um, in an amazing family, mm-hmm. a close family. And, um, so did my husband. And so just having that support and, um, do you feel like looking back now on those really dark days and moments and even years of loss, don't you feel like that faith foundation is what got you through? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, um, just even, not even that, but, um, hard times come in life, you know, and, um, we all experience hard things in different areas. Right. And um, I've just got a couple just really good friends that they are my prayer partners. Mm-hmm. They're my kindred spirits. And, 
you know, they are my go-tos mm-hmm. when I need anything and I know they will pray. I know. And just the body of Christ is yeah. just an amazing thing mm-hmm. that, that we all need yeah. to help us through life because there yeah. will be hard times. Yes. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And when you have those people that you can, that you trust, yeah. that can stand by you, mm-hmm. hold you, you know, mm-hmm. during those times, mm-hmm. it's so, I mean, the devil uses isolation, I think, in more ways than we realize Mm -hmm. because isolation Mm -hmm. really, I mean, it's, it's a work of the devil, Mm -hmm. you know, when he tries to separate us from the people who can encourage us. I love how you said your husband was the encourager, you know, kind of that, that voice Mm -hmm. of like, we're, you know, this is going to be okay. And we're going to get through this. And it's so important, Heidi, to have those people in your life that you can lean on and count on. Well, that's how God designed it. That union Mm -hmm. in his word, you Mm -hmm. know, between him and his bride of Christ. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, Mm -hmm what we need is that Mm -hmm. unity between each other. And yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure there was time my husband didn't feel like the strong one. Yeah. But, um, he could tell he, I needed the strong one. (laughs) Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like having to lose? So how many babies did you end up losing? Um, five, five. Yeah. So five miscarriages Mm -hmm. and four Four live births, live births. Do you feel like, the loss of those five children helped you appreciate the really hard days of raising kids. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I realized what a gift it is and I did not take it for granted. Mm. Um, and I just, um, motherhood, you know, it was something I always wanted, but it doesn't mean it's easy. And what you always envision, um, (laughs) you don't envision those hard days, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but no, um, it, it, it really, it did really help me appreciate and made me hurt for those, um, yeah. going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, I have a compassion yep. for others that I would never know existed. Yeah. And, and now looking back, I realize, um, those hard struggles that I went through made me who I am today. Yes. And I have to look at my own kids and their own struggles and their own journeys and it's as a mom, it's so easy to try and want to prevent that yeah. and do everything you can to fix that. Mm-hmm. But I want them to grow and I want, um, you know, life experiences mm-hmm. to change and mold them into so who good. God wants them to be. And so um, sometimes so that requires going through hard things. Yes. Yeah. What would you say to the young mom right now who is in this season, who's... Mm-hmm wants a baby and can't have a baby or has lost, Mm -hmm. is in this season of of loss and grief, what would you say to her? Oh, to continue to have faith, Mm -hmm. you know, that God is faithful and God is beside you, even though you don't always feel that. And um, God has a plan. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, he's going to provide. That's good even though sometimes we don't feel it, but, um, and it might provide. not, and it might not be instantly, you yeah. know, we want it to be this quick fix kind mm-hmm. of thing, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. We do. And I think a lot of times it ends up not, not necessarily looking the way we thought it would look. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. And yeah. so he, sometimes yeah. he builds our families in such unique ways. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. He does. He does. We've got a son that's going through right now and, um, they're wanting to adopt and, Mm. um, that's a whole new journey. And 
you know, we are excited for that, excited to see who God is going to handpick for them. Yeah. And, um, but we don't, we don't choose, right? we don't choose our battles mm-hmm. and um, the hard things we're going to go through, but God can use them. Yeah. Brings beauty, beauty from the ashes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I he just does. love the picture of God fighting for us. Mm-hmm. You know, I think so often people think, well, God made this happen. Mm-hmm. No, he might've allowed it, mm-hmm. but the devil is who is here to mm-hmm. steal, kill and destroy right. the loss, right. the pain, the grief that comes from sin in this world and mm-hmm. the devil. Right. God, yes. Could God stop it? He could, mm-hmm. but that's God is not a dictator. Mm-hmm. Heidi, I think this is where so many people get tripped up with their, yeah. in their anger towards God. God yeah. might allow it, but like you said so beautifully, mm-hmm. Lisa, mm-hmm. he uses these mm-hmm. things to grow mm-hmm. us and to mold us mm-hmm. and to shape us. Yeah. And his plan for us is always mm-hmm. um, better and, and bigger than we can imagine. And so watching him take the loss and the pain in our lives and then mold something beautiful, yeah. that, that's where we need to rest. And it's hard because we want somebody to blame, right? Well, and I've been studying the book of Job in the Bible in the last few weeks. And I, the thing that struck me, I've read the story many times, but the thing that struck me this time was the fact that God specifically allowed Job to walk through these horrible, like the worst of the worst, yeah. losing all right. of his children, all of his everything. wealth, everything yeah. to prove to the enemy that God was still on the throne yeah, and that his, his people that he created still had faith in him yeah. despite their situation. Yeah. Yep. And that just kind of struck me about how often do we give up too soon? Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. often do we too soon say, well, God, you've not been good to me. Yeah, so therefore me. I'm going to turn my back on mm-hmm. you. And then as Job persisted through mm-hmm. those trials and even having friends, mm-hmm. you know, say, this doesn't seem like a God you should serve. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm not going to give up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then to watch the blessing come back around. Mm-hmm. But that hurt, that loss, mm-hmm. he still lost his kids. Right. You know, he still mm-hmm. had to walk through that grief mm-hmm. in order to get, um, to walk the story that God allowed for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a hard journey sometimes. You know, through that, I always loved the story of Hannah. Mm-hmm. And what impressed me so much with the story of Hannah, um, one day when I was reading it, um, when she goes to the temple and laments and pours out her heart and yes. just, you know, just Gives cries to out God. to God. <laughs> yeah. And then the verse after that that says she picks herself up mm-hmm. and she eats and she goes on and she was no longer downcast. Mm-hmm. And I found myself doing that, mm-hmm. but then I would just, you know, pick that burden back up myself. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't leave it at Jesus' feet. Mm -hmm. And it just really impressed me that, um, you know, Jesus wants to carry that for me. Um, And if I only let him, but so much of the time I didn't let him, I, you know, would pick that burden back up. And it was so funny because this year at Bible school, um, it was so cool how we kind of were dividing the stories out. And um, I noticed one of the stories was Hannah. And I was <laughs> like, I want that one. <laughs> and um, this is my favorite. So I was studying the book of Hannah and um, looking up some different things. And um, Hannah means grace. Mm. And I'm like, it just hit me. I'm like, oh, grace. Mm. No wonder. I, <laughs> you know, mm. and it, it's just so neat how it all kind of pulled together for me. And yeah just gave me a piece that someday I've got five babies up in heaven that someday Mm. I'm going to meet and it makes heaven that much more real Mm, and that much closer. Well, I love that. Okay. So this woman, Hannah, yes, who walked on this earth so many thousands of years ago, 
her story is what helped give you the faith to keep yeah. pushing yeah. through and yeah. and you're going to be Hannah to someone else yeah. you know God's as they listen word to this so podcast to mm-hmm. yeah. everything mm-hmm. we yes. go through yeah and i think that's what we've both talked about is just mm-hmm. the amount of women and you know couples that we've gotten to encourage to go stay strong yeah, yeah. this yeah. is not the end yes yeah yeah god is still writing your story yeah yeah oh that's and so it's beautiful. okay to talk about it you know i think we for it's it's gotten a lot better now but i think it used to be something that wasn't talked oh, about oh definitely yeah. yeah so then when you you mm-hmm. have i remember going in for my first mis you know losing my first baby and the doctor telling me one in four pregnancies i think at the time mm-hmm. one in four are lost and i was like what i had no mm-hmm. idea you mm-hmm. know and so mm-hmm. just being willing to share those stories with mm-hmm. women who who need to know they're not alone like that yeah. that lady yeah. in your church did for you yeah so important mm-hmm. yeah definitely thanks for sharing that part of your story yeah. I, yeah. Know, I know that it's hard to pull those memories back up and you are right every time you watch someone have to walk through that yeah. you pull up all, you can feel yeah, that emotion do. for them you can't do. you you do yeah mm-hmm. you grieve you grieve right alongside them yeah um so we're going to take a little bit of a turn here okay tell us about your flower business okay <laughs> this All is right. so girly and fun i'm looking at your <laughs> she brought us flowers business card oh, i know they're downstairs they're gorgeous i heard i was up here in the studio and i heard <laughs> you received those that's so cool but your business card is so beautiful um Garden of Grace. Yes, Garden of Grace. And um, I worked in the floral industry for 14 years. And my love of flowers started when um, my kids were little. Mm-hmm. And um, my husband farms and he would come home and I would be like, I just have to get out of the house. <laughs> um, so he would watch the kids, get them ready for bed, and I would go out and work in my flower beds. Mm-hmm. So I was a stay-at-home mom during those years and loved those years. And then when my last one started off to school, um, a f- good friend of mine owned a flower shop. And she's like, I need some extra help. Could you come hmm. in? And so, you know, I started just by washing buckets, doing all the not so fun things <laughs> and um, <laughs> taking care of customers or whatever. And then slowly I would, you know, she'd give me stuff and I'd arrange and um, just loved what I did. And so um, for 14 years, I um, worked in that industry and um then my youngest son graduated and was in college, and I started feeling like um, it was time to quit. I had become a grandma, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to pour into them. Mm-hmm. And but I thought this is crazy. Why would I quit? Why would I walk away now? You know, mm-hmm. I'm empty nester, so called. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, this is the time I should be, you know, yeah. investing more into yeah. my career. So um, I just kind of put it on on hold and um, just God kept prompting me. So I, I probably, I'm a slow learner, <laughs> prayed for this about, prayed about a year mm-hmm. and um, just kind of went back and forth of what I should do. So um, so I finally thought, you know what, I, I don't have a piece about this to keep working. I, I really feel... Um, that I'm supposed to quit, but I was really scared to walk away from something I love to do Mm -hmm. because it becomes part of who you are and part of your passions. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of my creative, um, where I could, you know, an creative output. And, um, so, um, I, when I, it was with a lot of hesitancy that I quit and, 
So after I quit, um, probably just about two weeks afterwards, um, a couple of my kids' friends were like, what? You're not, you know, you're not doing this anymore. I wanted you to do our wedding flowers. Uh And I'm like, oh, I can still do that. And I had applied for a tax ID number so I could get wholesale stuff. And um, then a couple more came. (laughs) And it came to the point where it's like, okay, I have to make a decision here. Mm -hmm. And um, so... Um, the most awesome thing about adult children is um, your whole life you pour into them. You know, you help them with this and you encourage them in that and you're their cheerleader. And in turn, my kids did that for me. And um, it was amazing. And um, my daughter um, owns Etra Design. She's a calligrapher um, and a second grade teacher. (laughs) Um, But her and her friend... um, that helps her. Her friend does the watercolor. They designed my business cards. Mm-hmm. And then um, my son Austin is in IT and he did my website for me because I am not technical at all. <laughs> <laughs> and there's so many times I call and say, Austin, could you come and help? I'll, I'll cook you dinner. <laughs> come and He's like, help sure, me. I'll yeah. do it. <laughs> and um, then um, my son-in-law, Bryce, um, he built me a walk-in cooler in my garage. Aww. So I have a, you know, I have everything I need right there, right Aww. from my home. And I have the best of both worlds Aww. now. I am able to do what I love to do um, at home where I love to be. Mm. And do your grandkids ever join you out there? They do. Yeah. They do. That's so yeah. fun. Yes. Yes. And um, Alicia's classroom, I've gone in every Mother's Day since she's began teaching, and we do flower design, um, oh. and we let the kids make flower arrangements and for Mother's awesome. Day. Oh, yeah. my goodness. So then that. they love to take these little flower arrangements home to their moms. I see a flower and... homeschool, flower <laughs> arranging homeschool class there in our future. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's so call fun. Miss Lisa. Yeah. yeah. So, so you put this quote in um, your bio that you sent to us. Mm-hmm. You said, it was with very mixed feelings that I quit my job. I love in the scriptures where there is a, but God, Yeah, yeah. God had more than I could ever ask for or imagine. I thought I was walking away from something I loved, but God opened the opportunity to do what I love for my home where I love to be. Yeah. I, I love that so much. Heidi and yeah. I have said that exact same yeah. thing, yeah. but God, yeah. you know, and I'm actually in a season of my family's in a season of that right now of just one season closing but God, yeah. and that dot, 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 mm-hmm. you know, not knowing exactly what's on yeah. the other side, but knowing that he is faithful. Yeah. So what, what do you say to someone who's in this exact spot? You know, someone who kind of is in that scary place of, I know this mm-hmm. is ending, but God. Mm-hmm. It is so scary because it's, um, you know, we think we have control, yeah. but we don't. <laughs> and and um, it is so hard to venture out to the unknown and to think, okay, um, you know, um, sometimes my daughter and I have talked about how um, sometimes the identity of what you do mm-hmm. um, can become so much of who you are mm-hmm. that our identity needs to be in Christ. Absolutely. And um, if I would have never trusted God mm-hmm. and and that prompting from Him, I would never have received the blessing of what I'm doing now. Yeah. And. Um, I could never have envisioned what 
um, what he had for me. And never in a million years did I think I would be doing what I'm doing now. But and that's the most amazing thing. And that's just like God. (laughs) Yeah, isn't it? So I'm I'm not for sure I have this detail correct. But I believe you told us that you were listening to one of our guests on a podcast. And God confirmed yes, what he was telling you yes. in your spirit um, about moving on. Yes, definitely. Yeah. That is was, incredible. Uh-huh. And the guest was substantially younger than you. Mm-hmm. It was. That yeah. is incredible. And, you know, probably my age was the biggest thing, mm-hmm. thinking, oh, you know, why would I begin anything new now, mm-hmm. you know? But, um, and now looking back, I see where God prepared me all along the way for where I am right now. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have done this. Mm-hmm. 10 years ago Mm -hmm. because I wasn't ready Mm. and um, God's timing Mm. is perfect. What Mm. I respect so much about you, Lisa, is when you said that, it struck me. I thought, okay, here's a woman who's already walked the season of life that this young woman is in, Mm -hmm. a woman you don't know, a woman that you listen to on a podcast, but you let God use her voice Mm -hmm. to confirm what he was showing you. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so profound that so often God does that when we're quiet before him and we are hearing his voice and we're sensing his voice, he's so often, because he knows we're human and we like that tangible thing to Mm -hmm. prove that he's Mm -hmm. speaking. Mm -hmm. He goes, okay, here's another little voice to tell you. And I just thought that was so incredible that you were willing to take the advice of someone so much younger Mm -hmm. than you Mm -hmm. and to go, okay, God is confirming this. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. (laughs) Also just Heidi, we all need to hear this. And I feel like I say it all the time to other young women, but to myself too. The season that we're in is for a purpose. And when we try to rush something Mm -hmm. or we want what the next season holds, Mm -hmm. we're not going to be ready. We might Mm -hmm. get it. In Mm -hmm. fact, there's a, I just read something in the, I can't remember where it was because, you know, mom brain, tired brain. Basically, I think it was the Israelites, they were asking for something and God finally said, okay, fine, I'll give it to you, mm-hmm. but it comes at a cost, Right. you know? And, and I think we do that. Like, mm-hmm. but I want this, God, I want this. And then he's like, okay, but you're actually not ready for it. Right. So it's not going to be what you thought it was. And if yeah. we just rest and wait, his plan is so much better than our plan. So, so true. Yeah. So true. Okay. So garden of grace. <laughs> garden of grace. Is yes. And the name came from the the baby I lost. Baby Grace. Uh-huh. Um, when I when I started my business then, I was really struggling with a name. And my daughter said, um, yeah, we got to think of a good name, you know. And one night I get a text from her, Mom, I've got the perfect name, Garden of Grace. Let's name um, your business after the Grace after that we never sister. knew. Yeah. That's yeah. so awesome. So, so I'm going to give that. you a little plug, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you're here in the central Illinois area, it's mm-hmm. gardenofgraceflorals.com. And you can find them on Instagram mm-hmm. at Garden of Grace Florals. So check them out because mm-hmm. I know, I mean, we have tons of people listening to this that are getting married and yeah, for doing sure. all sorts of fun I events. Have just gotten to know the most amazing brides. Mm-hmm. And, and like with you guys, I did not know you. But as you start and talk, we have connections or, you know, and that's, that's the most amazing thing, you know. When you're friends with our sister in love's mama. Yes. Who we just love. Marilyn is such a gem. Yes, she is. Yeah. We love her. So, well, Lisa, thank you for sharing your story. Well, thank you for having me. I am confident we say often that God Mm -hmm. puts the right voice on this podcast at the right time. Mm -hmm. And I'm confident that you are speaking into the lives of some young couples right now who are 
in the season you've walked through and who are maybe questioning, like, God, do you have a plan for us? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just to give them that hope that he's still in their journey. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for what you do. Thanks. And you encourage everybody every week. So we love it. It's fun. So fun to connect with you. Well, hi. That was a great story. I love Lisa's story. You know, I think also for anyone, it doesn't matter what age, just to knowing, like, I just kept hearing her, the theme is trust God. Like he's faithful. He's going to, whether you get the outcome that you are desiring or not, Mm -hmm. God is faithful. He's, and we say that so often, like just trust that his ways are best. Absolutely. And that he will be beside you. Yeah. That was actually in my devotional this morning. It was Oswald Chambers talking about how God so often engineers a series of events Mm -hmm. that we walk through to teach us something. Mm-hmm. And so often we quit the course before mm-hmm. we've learned. Yeah. And then he has to re-engineer mm-hmm. another course mm-hmm. for us to learn the same lesson. Sometimes people are like, why do I keep, why do I feel like I keep spinning the wheels? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's because God, you yes. haven't quite learned that yeah. thing. Just that... be still and know that mm-hmm. God's in this. Yeah. That's yeah. good. So good. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you would like to share this podcast, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Maybe share it with someone who you know has been through this or who's struggling with a season of loss or grief. Um, I know that that's what I do with podcast Heidi is I'll be listening to one and I actually ask the Holy Spirit, is there someone I'm supposed to send this to? Yep. Not not our podcast, but other people's that I listen to. And then just like your daughter did, you know, Lisa, you send that to a friend and say, hey, I think this would really encourage you. That's how, that's how this gets shared yep. and how other people can be encouraged yep. through it. Yeah, so good. So thanks for joining us. We hope that you have a great week and um, just keep your eyes on Jesus. We'll talk to you next week.